Welcome in, y'all. We are so excited that you're joining our conversation today. We're taking a little bit of a turn from, I know in the past we've had some guests, some different guests that we've loved getting to talk to, but we really just want to take a second to talk through what we're processing, learning as leaders in this organization. And um, you'll hear Kevin, I think, went out to California a few a few weeks ago, and we were talking about this in a, a meeting that we just had, just what you were even starting to learn. And I wanted us to pick up that conversation because I think it was so valuable. Hey, Princess. What's up? Let's get it started. You're listening to Irrational Kindness. Hi, I'm Kevin. And I'm Princess. We work with hundreds of amazing team members at our three Chick-fil-A restaurants in Canton, Georgia. We lift up the celebrity in every human. Hey, that's you. We seek to understand over being understood and prioritize kindness towards yourself and others over over everything. everything. Hey, uh, Princess. What's up? Do you ever have something Mm -hmm. that has annoyed you Yeah, uh-huh. that you've critiqued others about? I mean, I'm talking you really felt it. Yeah. And then hindsight, you realize you did did the same thing mm. or do the same thing. Yeah. You know, like pulling out in traffic of somebody, you forgot when you did that to somebody else, but now you're furious when somebody does it to oh, you. Oh, 100%. I was picking up something from somebody. They were doing something for me, and they were running late. So like, Five, 10 minutes. It was like, okay, that's fine. Then it got to like 15, 20 minutes. And I am like furious. Like I'm calling my husband. I'm calling my sisters. Like, this is a disrespect of my time. This is this. Like they are just like, this is why I don't do business with me. Like I'm like going in mad. So they got there like 25 minutes later and I'm like still pretty, pretty livid. Then I forgot one of my signature moves. Um, I also run late to um, <laughs> nine out of 10 things. Like, for example, church on Sunday starts at 10, was there at 1027. Right, like, right. literally run late. But when I run late, I'm like, I mean, you don't know my story. But when somebody else runs late, I'm like, so frustrated. Isn't it funny how we give ourselves breaks? We've got a million of beautiful excuses. Oh, a beautiful but excuses. But when uh, somebody else does it, I had this one time where um, we were doing a trip to New York, mm-hmm. and we stopped by this Chick-fil-A. This was in January. And I see this Christmas sign still up in the store. Yeah. And... I instantly judged mm-hmm. the entire business. Yeah. I, I thought they were unorganized. You know, why would they have Christmas stuff up? I was condemning everything about mm-hmm. them in my mind, right. just kind of thinking it was poor leadership. Uh-huh. Two weeks later, Princess, I'm in one of our stores. Stop. This is all, I think it may, it was probably February, the beginning of February. And there's a sign. I'm like, what is that sign? And I go around and it is a Christmas sign Stop. we still have up. That, <laughs> Everybody, I had been in there a million times. I just mm-hmm. had not seen the Christmas sign. Nobody had seen it. it just became wallpaper mm-hmm. that nobody noticed. Yep. Did your yeah. mind go back to that? Oh, I, I felt so bad. I yeah. almost wanted to call the people and just apologize for the, uh, the you know, thought. the thought in my mind <laughs> yeah. of, and the judgment. Yeah. The judgment. So, uh, yeah, it's easy to judge people yeah. when we have that plank, and it's easy to forget. I can't say I'll conquer that, mm. but I think uh, understanding it. When you feel that anger, yeah, to say, you know what, there's something there that I'm doing too. Gosh, I feel like that ties to even the transitions to work. Like, you know how you move, you do different roles in different positions, and you almost forget what it's like just in the different positions that you come from. So then you're coaching. And you're get so I don't I know in my I've gotten at times frustrated. I'm like, man, I just don't understand why why this this this. And you almost forget. I know I can forget. Like, man. 
I probably did the exact same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, as our brains develop it, almost we kind of forget what it's like. Yeah. That's really good. Hey, I want to talk today. Yes. I want to talk about an adventure I got to have. Oh, yeah. Going to San Quentin. The prison, Yeah, right? the prison. I'd actually driven to San Quentin one time. Mm. Me and my brother and our wives, Gwen and Susan, were out in California, and we knew that Charles Manson was in San Quentin. Mm-hmm. So we drove to San Quentin. We pulled up to the gate, and they wouldn't let us in, of course. <laughs> Makes but sense. it was just something about being there. So I've had this awe about San Quentin. It's always been in my, my mind. Yeah. I don't know why that why that one, but certainly it's a famous prison. It's one of the oldest prisons in California. But uh, Bob Golf has a ministry, and he was teaching Dream Big classes, oh, and wow. he does these on a regular basis. He's like buds with these prisoners. Wow. It is awesome. And so he reached out and said, do you want to go with me to one of my visits. Mm-hmm. So I got the opportunity to go out there and you know, you don't turn that down when Bob yeah. Goff calls, I'm there. Yeah. And certainly to go to San Quentin. But uh we met at the airport and we drove to San Quentin. It was the graduation of this class, the okay. dream being course How he big had been was the teaching. Class? It's about 35 okay. men. Yeah. And uh, here they are learning dream big. Wow. In, in prison. prison. Yeah. It's an interesting, awesome way to teach something that, you know, people that could be locked up for the rest of their lives. And they were having their graduation from their course they've been teaching. And so he said, hey, you're going to do the graduation speech, you know. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so uh, let's see if we can wing this. Mm-hmm. But... You know, we got in there, and uh, and the guards were with us. And then as soon as we got in, all of a sudden, the guards were kind of gone. Oh, and wow. Bob's hugging everybody, and we're talking. And they were just the nicest wow. people. They were so present. It was really? the first thing that kind of struck me. We certainly uh, got a chance to teach some Dream Big, get up and just cheer them on. Many of them were wearing caps and gowns the first wow. time they'd ever worn it. That's and, a, uh, wow. Um, and there's powerful. no photography, there's no cameras allowed or anything like that. It's just us and them, and you're just trying to soak in every second. We mm-hmm. got to sit in small groups, which was amazing, and hear their stories. You know, some of their dreams are to uh, bake cakes. Wow. And they take all these different things. They're becoming bakers in there in very creative fashions. Yeah. You know, movies, tell stories, write their stories down. Tell the stories of what's going on in there. Tell them the history of how they got in there. Three strike laws that yeah. have caused a lot of them to, you know, the they're they're really, uh, you know, struggle with the three strike laws. Yeah. Um, and the fact that many of them are in there when they've been in there for twenty years. The one thing I said, I got to talk to him and said, uh, "Hey, who's all eating at Chick Fil A?" Mm-hmm. None of them raised their None hand. None of them out of thirty five. None of them wow. raised their hand. There may have been one person with their hand kind of <laughs> poking up a little bit, but they had all been locked up. But since Chick Fil A had really grown out in the West Coast, so. That was a fascinating new experience, but we got more time with them. We got to work in small groups and hear their stories and cheer them on and, you know, go visit their cells. We Mm. went in their cells. We got to visit and see how they're trying to tell their stories Mm. from within. But, you know, as I was telling you guys, how do you respond after that? It was a few Mm. weeks later where I got a phone call from two of them, and you only got a little short window of time to talk to them. But I've I've kind of had regular calls with some of them from San Quentin, some really? of the people I'd met. How do you encourage somebody yeah. like that? Yeah. And I think the the lesson is that I'm learning is that uh, you know, you don't have to have all the answers hmm. to be kind, to see people where they're going, to see people just where they are today. Yeah. And continue to cheer them on. That's good. You know, do you ever have a place where you can't 
solve somebody's problem. Yeah. I feel like that's every day at work. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. No, but I, I received that. You don't have to have all the answers. I don't know about you, but I feel this sometimes this pressure of like, if somebody comes with a question or always having like, oh, let me figure it out or I can have an ABC. But really, it's how do I pause and just see them and be with them and just be present. That may be it and not me trying to fix them or fix the situation. Or release the need to give. I don't have answers. I don't have any suggestions. Yes, you can be honest with them. Yeah. But also, it doesn't mean it's doom and gloom for them Mm-mm. because it's really hopeful time. I mean, mm-hmm. what can they do? in the space they have, that they're doing amazing things. And the fact that they're dreaming and thinking of ways and they're dreaming of getting out for sure. Yeah. But they're also dreaming of, you know, how can they have impact there? How can they have impact to care for others there? But it's very interesting to say, how do I care for somebody? They're not responding the way I want them to respond. Yeah. And we can all do this in business, can't Come on. we? Seriously. I mean, you you wish somebody would act a different way or be a different um, leader. Think a different way. Lead at a different level. Yeah. Yeah. But it's okay for us not to have all the answers. It's okay just to see them where they are mm. and encourage them uh, accordingly. Yeah. I feel like... I need to receive that right in leading this business. And I feel like that's what all of us need to receive to a level of just like, man, it's okay for me not to have all the answers. How does that help you lead better? Because you still have performance to do Mm -hmm. and still have metrics. Yeah. I think it allows me to own where I don't know and actually like start seeking out answers to look to different people. Because now I'm not trying to force something or do something the way I think it should happen. But in me actually saying, like, I don't know, but let's figure it out together. Like, I feel like it it kind of propels me to start. That's at least for me. What about you? Well, I think asking somebody what they want to do. And Mm. I think there's there's kind of a four steps that uh, I've read that say, hey, okay, so what do you want to do? So when you have a a team member or a situation, it could be – Somebody in your family, a friend, yeah. somebody in your church or or your sports team or whatever that's acting in a, a wonky way and you wish they would act differently. Maybe we sit down and just hear what what's on their mind, hmm. where they really want to go. First of all, they got to know where they want to go. Second thing is, do they have all their skills? That's on me. Mm. So it's me asking them, you have skills. What do I need to, to help you? If you say, I want to work here, I want to, to be different. Okay, then what's on me to teach you, train you, give you the skills? And then the the third thing is now you go and do it. You've got the skills and let's see you perform to the level that uh, we're working towards. And then the fourth thing is, can I hold you accountable to the things you say you can do? Can I, can I cheer you on, but also cheer hold you, you account- on in yeah. accountability? You know, you know, we we love to say we're here to encourage and really cheer you on, but we're also here to challenge you and push you to be your best. That's good. I like this. So the four steps you said, I'm going to ask you, what do you want? That's on you to figure that out, right? Then I'm going to provide you with the tools that you need to get to where you're going. That's on me. But then what's back on you is, hey, you got to do it. And then what's on me now is I'm going to hold you accountable to what you said you want to do. That's right. I'm holding you accountable. That's, That's right. And that gives us the framework to work with different people in tough situations because they're not easy. Yeah. And also not assuming everybody wants to go where you want to go. Come on. I think it does give you a little framework as we're kind of going through these different ways of figuring out, A, how do you cheer somebody on that, you know, you're not loving what they're doing? Well, sometimes you just need to keep cheering on. You don't have to have all the answers. Right. As my San Quentin friends, I'm just there to let them talk and really allow me to be a cheerleader for them. 
But then uh, also working it with a framework where you can show progression when you're in a leadership role. Yeah, that's good. The tools of accountability and to show progression, but then also still the release of, hey, I don't have to have it all figured out for everybody. That's a good balance. So thank you. All right, y'all. I hope this conversation was helpful for you. Like I said, this was really helpful for me, Kevin. And even when you shared in our meeting, I've been mulling that over. So I appreciate it. So if you want to stay up to date with everything, like we always say, you should go to rationalkindness.com. Check out the training course. We want to hear what you think. How does it work? How have you implemented it? What have you seen? Please email us, email me, email Kevin. We want to hear from you. But until next time, stay kind, be irrational. We out. Gotta get in while you can. Gotta get out while you can. Gotta get in while you can. Gotta get out while you can. Play your cards right, middle man. Play your cards right, middle man. Play your cards right, man. And check your gauge. Check your gauge. Check your gauge. Check your gauge.